well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm so glad you're with us on the program today. You know, if you are like me and probably a lot of other Americans, you have been paying a very close attention to what's going on in Ukraine, the uh, invasion by Russian forces. We've been writing about it at Bearing Arms from the perspective of a nation that had, you know, pretty restrictive gun control laws in the years before uh, this invasion, uh, in, in the weeks before this invasion, a very abrupt turnaround, all of a sudden now a relaxation of those gun control laws, an arming of the Ukrainian uh, population. You've got citizens who have never held a gun in their hands before, who are now serving in the Territorial Defense Forces uh, by the hundreds, if not thousands at this point, again, of people who have no real experience with gun ownership until they have been called upon to defend their nation. This is, I believe, um, obviously a, a tragedy uh, of proportions that, that we have rarely seen in our lifetimes, right? You have to go back to really World War II to see this kind of devastation uh, in a European city. But it is also, I think, a really strong argument uh, in favor of we the people maintaining our right to keep and bear arms as a check on tyranny. Of course, gun control activists, they don't, they don't, they don't like that argument, right? And they've been, I think, struggling to find a way to insert Russia's invasion of Ukraine into their anti-gun agenda. Again, how do you take a situation where a free people are using arms to defend their liberty? And do an argument for more gun control? Well, the Boston Globe's Renee Graham has come up with an idea. Here's the headline from her latest column. Graphic photos are redefining the war in Ukraine. Would similar images reignite America's gun reform efforts? That's right. Renee Graham says, you know, maybe we just need to show more pictures of, of, of dead people here in the United States. Maybe that would uh, reinvigorate the anti-gun agenda. As she writes, quote, Disclaimers about graphic or disturbing content are standard, but many Ukrainians have been adamant. They do not want journalists to shield what Putin's war is inflicting on their sovereign nation and its residents. We know the enemy. In the end, the world must see and hear this, a Ukrainian soldier told a CNN reporter after he was injured when his barracks were struck by a Russian missile. I don't know. How many deaths will it take for everyone to see? In his lament, Graham writes, I heard the echo of so many in this nation tired of relentless gun violence and elected officials unwilling to do anything about it. Would their collective hand finally be forced to action if the media were flooded with graphic images of the toll of America's addiction to guns? And right there, there's a huge problem. Because who did that Ukrainian soldier blame? for the violence that has been inflicted on his nation. Did he blame the Russian people? No. Did he blame the companies that created the armaments that are being used to pummel Ukraine's cities into oblivion? No. He blamed the individual that he believes is responsible for these crimes. Vladimir Putin. Well, Rene Graham doesn't want to blame the individuals who are responsible for carrying out violent attacks in the United States. She wants to blame the gun. 
And she wants to blame legal gun owners. And she wants to blame politicians who support the Second Amendment. She writes, quote, perhaps what was needed after Sandy Hook was graphic evidence of America's murderous firearms folly. Every lawmaker who literally closed their office door to avoid meeting with Sandy Hook parents in 2013 should have had to view crime scene photos of those children, their principal and their teachers. This is what legislators with their useless supply of thoughts and prayers should have to witness before defending their decisions to do absolutely nothing. Now, we're going to get to the rest of that quote here in just a second. But let's go back to what she said. If these lawmakers had only seen crime scene photos, well, then they would have done the right thing. They would have supported whatever gun control laws Renee Graham was calling for, maybe a ban on modern sporting rifles, uh, certainly universal background checks, something no matter how ineffective it might have been, but something passed to show we don't like guns and guns are the problem. Well, here's the problem for Renee Graham. I know people who lost loved ones in the Sandy Hook attack who saw their loved ones dead. They didn't see a crime scene photo. They didn't see a picture. They saw the body of someone they love, stolen from them. And yet they did not decide that the answer was to go after the guns or to try to impose more restrictions on law-abiding Americans, to try to ban and arrest our way to safety, to try to criminalize the exercise of a constitutionally protected right. They did not believe that that was the way to go. So in Renee Graham's mind, they did not make the right decision, even though they were presented with the graphic Images that she believes would sway lawmakers to support her gun control agenda. Now, let's go back to the uh, the last half of that quote, because, again, she says, remember, legislators with their useless supply of thoughts and prayers to have to witness these images before defending their decisions to do, quote, absolutely nothing. Well, not nothing, she says. Several states are currently trying to pass laws that would allow citizens to legally carry concealed guns in public without a permit. Though the Supreme Court is currently discussing a concealed carry case brought by the NRA and two individuals challenging a New York gun law, the state bills aren't receiving attention commensurate with their frightening implications. And silence only benefits perpetrators. That's right. That's right. Renee Graham really does believe that you should go to prison for exercising your right to bear arms without a government permission slip. And more importantly, she believes that the lawmakers who don't side with her, who again say, well, why should the right to keep and bear arms be criminalized in any form or fashion? If we're talking about law-abiding citizens, people can legally own a gun. Why should they be uh, able to lawfully carry a firearm without getting a government permission slip beforehand? Those lawmakers, she says, who hold that point of view uh, are, 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 are perpetrating Violence. Yeah. Again, no mention in this column yet of the actual perpetrators of violence. The people who are pulling the trigger and taking innocent human lives. Renee Graham doesn't even talk about them. She doesn't reference them. It's like the gun is acting on its own. She concludes her piece this way. She says, this is why Ukrainians insist that war reporters keep their cameras trained on Putin's carnage. Again, Putin... There's an individual she's willing to talk about. They want the world to see how they are now forced to live and die in their country. 
Uh, on CNN, a Ukrainian journalist told stories and shared photos of injured children that she's visited. Though their faces were blurred, what their bodies suffered, such as amputated limbs, a multitude of shrapnel wounds, and being hooked up to life-supporting machines was obvious. This too is obvious, she writes. That Ukrainians will not sanitize Putin's atrocities. Every image of broken bodies or faces smeared with blood and tears is an indictment of the Russian president's barbarism. Again, sometimes Renee Graham doesn't mind talking about individuals perpetrating violent acts. Other times, she wants to blame it on the inanimate object, right? Ukrainians, she says, if Ukrainians must endure this, then we can bear witness and push for action. We should do as much for Americans being sacrificed daily to feed this nation's Second Amendment fix and say out loud what that wounded Ukrainian soldier asks of the world. How many deaths will it take for everyone to see? You know, again, I mean, this is great emotional rhetoric. It's just wrong. Because if Rene Graham is being consistent as she talks about Putin's war and the atrocities that Putin is committing against Ukraine, why then is she not talking about the atrocities committed by individuals in American cities like Boston who know right from wrong and continue to make the wrong decision, sometimes leading to the loss of innocent human life? I'm, I'm, it's... Hmm. Again, I know Renee Graham wants, desperately wants to try to uh, use what's happening in Ukraine to bolster her support for gun control. But if you actually look at what's happening in Ukraine, again, you have to come to the conclusion that the way to stop these things is to go after the individual uh, who is perpetrating this violence. And in Boston, Massachusetts, it's a very small number of residents compared to the population of the city. Maybe talking about a you know few hundred, maybe a couple of thousand individuals who are really responsible for a, a, a disproportionate amount of violent crime. You deal with those individuals, and your violent crime rate is going to drop substantially. But if you, again, try to ban guns, try to ban your way to safety, well, if we just, you know, put this law in the books and that law in the books, we put those people in prison over there and these people in prison over here for doing that. If that's your goal, and if that's your agenda, you will fail. We live in a nation with 400 million firearms. We live in a nation with almost 100 million gun owners. We live in a nation that protects the right to keep and bear arms. I don't care how you feel about guns. I don't care if you love them, if you hate them. You're not going to ban them all. Even if you make owning them illegal, you're not going to get rid of them. So, Renee Graham's belief that, gosh, you know, if we just showed more crime scene photos to lawmakers, that that would, that would get the gun control bandwagon rolling again, I don't buy it. I don't believe it. I don't think that's the answer. Because I don't think gun control is the answer. If you want to reduce violent crime, we don't need to be showing crime scene photos. We need to be showing wanted photos. Because again, the individuals who are driving violent crime in virtually every American city, they're already well known to law enforcement. They're known to their community. People know who the bad actors are. It's really just a matter of bringing the resources that we have within the criminal justice system and the community at large to bear. Uh, against those individuals, again, who are the nexus of so much violent crime in our communities. 
Don't think you're going to see Renee Graham write about that. She's still trying to wave the bloody shirt to strip us of our right to keep and bear arms. All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there with a a case out of Omaha, Nebraska, where a a man accused of murder in Kearney, Nebraska, uh, turns out was recently released from jail uh, after serving a brief amount of time behind bars for robbery. Uh, This is from uh, News Channel Nebraska. Uh, Romeo Chambers is uh, now charged with the shooting death of a man named Jared Shimpaw in uh, Kearney, Nebraska, back in January. Police say that uh, he is wanted right now. He is not currently in custody. Uh, But the charges date back to an incident on January 16th where police responded to reports of gunshots fired. They found the 31-year-old Shinpaw uh, dead from his injuries. The uh, uh, police believe that the shooting was connected to an attempted robbery. Large amounts of drugs were present. Two other individuals uh, were arrested at the time, um, but Romeo Chambers was not. Police say that Chambers lives in Omaha. He's been out of jail for just 11 months after the uh, shooting took place. He was charged with robbery back in 2016 in Omaha when he was 18 years old. Uh, According to police affidavit, Chambers and two others robbed a man at gunpoint, stole a safe containing $8,000 as well as a rifle. Chambers pleaded no contest to attempted robbery. And he got away with probation. He apparently repeatedly violated that probation. And in 2019, he was sentenced to five to seven years in prison. But he was also given 372 days credit for time served. And he was released on February 26th of 2021, thanks to Nebraska's good time law. So a five to seven year prison sentence in 2019 ended up being less than two years or right around two years. And unfortunately, again, Romeo Chambers out on the street and uh, allegedly able to uh, commit this murder. Now, if he's convicted of secondary murder, he could face up to life in prison. But that is cold comfort, I am sure, to Jared Shimpa's family who might be wondering why it took so long to put Romeo Chambers behind bars and why he didn't stay behind bars very long after he was sentenced. Today's Armed Citizen story, uh, an update on a story we first wrote about uh, yesterday at Bearing Arms, a uh, rideshare driver in Orlando. In fact, I think this was yesterday's Armed Citizen story. Uh, So we do have an update here and a very important one as well because I misgendered the armed citizen in yesterday's story. This was not a male rideshare driver. This was a female rideshare driver. Uh, who shot a man who she says attacked her. Uh, You remember, this was uh, in Orlando, Orange County. The uh, female rideshare driver uh, was behind the wheel. There was a uh, a woman in the passenger seat and the woman's boyfriend in the back seat. Woman's boyfriend allegedly starts assaulting his girlfriend in the passenger seat. So the rideshare driver stops the car, tells him to get out. That's when she says uh, 27-year-old Daniel Pacheco charged towards her and assaulted her, which is when she fired a shot, hitting Pacheco. At last report, Pacheco's in stable condition. He has been charged with battery. Uh, According to Click Orlando, no charges have been filed against the driver who shot Pacheco, the identity of the driver, and the uh, 
Pacheco's girlfriend have not been released. Detectives say they are going to send the case to the state's attorney's office for a determination if any other charges should be filed in the case. But, I mean, at this point, this really does look like a clear-cut case, not only of self-defense, but defense of another. Uh, Click Orlando, by the way, spoke with a woman named Sally Collins, who is another rideshare driver. She says she's been driving for Lyft and Uber for about six years. And uh, she said, you know, I've kicked people out of my car. I pulled over on the side of the road in a safe location. I've been like, you're out. I'll call the police. She said it's not the safest idea to be out as a female driving in the middle of the night, picking up God knows where. So I'm always paying attention, which is good. But again, Uber and Lyft forbid their contractors from lawfully carrying in their own vehicles while they're on the job. So Sally Collins better keep her head on a swivel because chances are she's disarmed. And I, 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 I hate that. I think that is an unconscionable policy on the part of Uber and Lyft. I don't care if it saves them a couple of money and uh, a couple of bucks in insurance, uh, you know, premiums and things of that nature. I don't care. This policy is putting people's lives at risk. This is a dangerous job. Uh, there are no shortage of stories every day about Uber drivers, Lyft drivers being carjacked, being assaulted, sometimes, yes, being killed. Uh, and I have to say, while Sally Collins probably doesn't want to brag about this or even publicly acknowledge it, given that Uber and Lyft would fire her if she acknowledged it, I do hope she has a gun with her. I hope she has a concealed carry license. I hope that she is a carrying while she's on the job. And if, God forbid, she's ever forced to use that firearm in self-defense, I hope she finds another job because Uber and Lyft is going to fire her for protecting her life, which is what's going to happen, by the way, to this woman in Orlando uh, who used her firearm to protect not only herself, but one of her passengers. I guarantee you she will not be driving for Uber or Lyft in the future because even though she might have saved a life, she violated corporate policy. All right, turning our attention now to our good deed of the day. In the right place, at the right time, willing able to do the right thing, a, a Tallahassee police officer who is off-duty and helped to save the life of a man outside of a Tallahassee church last month. Officer William Denning and a State Fire Marshal uh, Detective Brock Dietz were directing traffic at the Thomasville Road Baptist Church in Tallahassee last month. They were uh, both off-duty. Uh, that Sunday, February 20th, uh, they saw a man having a heart attack who basically dropped to the ground outside of the church. Officer Deming Detective Dees performed uh, CPR. They used a uh, portable defibrillator to shock the man. He did regain consciousness. Uh, they say that they will never forget the love and the appreciation that they have received from the man and his wife. Uh, and that man, not only now making a, a full recovery, uh, but actually able to reunite uh, with uh, one of the officers as well. And uh, I believe that was uh, police officer uh, William Denning able to uh, reconnect with that gentleman who, again, uh, was in desperate need of help a month ago and got it thanks to Officer Deming's uh, quick thinking and fast action. Now, that is going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program. As always, we will be back tomorrow. With more of the latest segment of news and information. Sorry, I've got a tickle in my throat. I'm trying not to have a coughing fit here. So I'm going to wrap things up quickly. Go to BarryingArms.com throughout the day. Check out the latest segment of news stories. We will see you back here tomorrow. But until then, be well, be safe, and be free.